Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. But did you know that you can join Ask the Tarot live every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Spotify Greenroom? That is right, live. All you have to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app and sign up for free or use your Spotify login to join. You can also click the link in our series or episode descriptions. Once you're there, follow Ask the Tarot and tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. to hear what the tarot has to say. Hey, I'll even read your questions live. You don't want to miss that. Download Spotify Greenroom for free today and join Ask the Tarot live every Thursday. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, you guys. Hello. It is Michelle T. Welcome to another evening of Ask the Tarot here on Spotify Green Room. Um, hey, Haley. Oh, my God. The chat is already, like, bumping, and we just started. This is very exciting. Hello, you guys. It's like... It's very exciting to be here. Um, for those of you who are new or tuning in for this the very first time, um, my name is Michelle T. I'm a tarot reader. I wrote a book called Modern Tarot. I host a, a mystical podcast over on Spotify called Your Magic. And if you like this show, you'll probably like Your Magic. And you can find back episodes of all of them on the Your Magic channel over at Spotify. Okay? So just so you know that. Um so, and also I'm reading tarot cards. So I'm reading your tarot cards, listeners. If you are on the Green Room app, you can participate in this. You can raise your hand if you have a question. I'll call on as many um, of you as I can. Wait, this happens at 3 a.m. Melissa, I'm just looking at the chat right now and I'm seeing that we have we have someone listening in a time zone where it's three o'clock in the morning <laughs> right now. My goodness. Well, you know, if you can't, fall asleep. I'm glad you're hanging out here with us. Um, so yay. You can throw your hands up. If you have a question, I'll try and call on you. Um, if you have like a more private question, uh, you can also shoot them into my uh, DM. You DM me. You can shoot them into my message box over on Instagram. And I'm at Michelle Tease, T-E-A-Z on Instagram. So I like to do half and half. You know, I'm going to, um, you know, read some questions that came in and then I'm going to call on you guys. So, you know, I like to group the questions together by kind of theme, but, you know, I just have a bunch of randos that don't really fit into anything and I don't want to neglect them. So I think they all do have a little bit of a like, should I spend this money <laughs> kind of kind of question. So here's the first one. Um, I saw a psychic last year and she has given me a lot of guidance, but it's costing me quite a bit. I'm wondering if she's a trustworthy person to put my money and hopes into. The second part is she told me I have two soulmates, one of which is my friend's brother. Would you be able to pull cards to see what this match might look like? Yeah, I pulled cards on both of these questions. Um, you know, everybody has to eat and psychic work, psychic labor is real labor and everyone needs to get paid. And that said, you know, I'm just, I get a little wary when I see it's costing me quite a bit, you know, your, your, your time with your psychic. I don't know. Anyway, I did pick cards and... Um, just so you guys know, the deck that I picked from is this amazing brand new deck. Um, it is called the Original Doll Tarot, and it is literally a Britney Spears tarot deck, you guys, okay? It's only the major arcana. Um, if you want to see pictures of it, I'm going to post pictures of all the decks I work with tonight over on my Instagram, so you can go look at it. But listen... I picked like some pretty bad cards for this situation. Um, you know, I, I asked, I, I do a lot of three card readings for this. I'm just doing one card because it's only major arcana. So you know, you're going to get a hit, heavy hitter no matter what. So I picked, you know, for, you know, what's the vibe? What's the vibe of this psychic? Is it a good vibe? And guess what? Number 13, the death card. There's Brittany with her head half shaved. Okay. I know it's a rebirth card, right? But, um, you know, you have to take into into consideration the context of the question, you know, that that's being asked. And I'm like, what's the energy? And you, you know, the death card. I'm like, no, don't, I don't, I wouldn't trust this person. I really wouldn't. I, you know, we want the tarot to tell us yay or nay on the trust. And I think the tarot is delivering and saying, no. The second part with the soulmate being your friend's brother, 
we got the tower card for that. Okay. <laughs> I know that these are both cards that like can have very deep, um, you know, cathartic, uh, transformative meanings. But for the sake of these questions, they're yay or nay. And I think the death card and the tower card is telling you to stay away from this psychic. Don't give her any of your money. And for that matter, stay away from your brother's friend. He's like not your soulmate. <laughs> but I do have to say, I like that the psychic is like, hey, you got a couple of soulmates. You know, I like, I like that. You know, you might have a couple of soulmates out there. Okay. Moving on. I'm going to see. Oh, oh, wait. We got a professional psychic here in the room. I love that. That seems pretty sketchy. Oh, see, I'm getting a sketchy vibe as well. Um, but you know, it's, it's hard. It's sometimes hard. For people to, I don't know, you know, people, people get scammed, you know, and it's, if you really want to believe, you know, and want to feel like you're tapping into the unknown via this person who is presenting with authority, I understand how people can get suckered by, you know, fake psychics, or maybe they're even a real psychic, but they're just not very, um, I don't know, they're not ethical. So anyway, stay away from this one, find a new one. So many psychics out there who want to help you. Um, and now speaking of help, who can I help? Who has their hand up for a tarot reading? Severina. Oh my gosh. You lucked out in the name division. Severina, it's like one of the best names. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm really nervous, but thanks for calling on me. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Um, do you have a question for the tarot tonight? Yes. Okay. So I feel like I just want more clarity on the situation. I like the first guy that I was ever, you know, like really intimate with and fell in love with. Like I've dated people since then, but like I've always just been so like, I felt such a strong connection with him. Uh, and I know that that can be like justified in a million different like logical reasons. But I just always wondered like if yeah. he felt that way at all, if, like, there was some bigger connection and like what I was feeling was true. Um, and like it ended really abruptly. Um, and we're not really speaking right now at all. And it was off and on for so many years. So I guess I just wonder like if he will ever show up in my life again. Um, and like, again, I know this isn't like someone that I necessarily want to, but I think I just really want some like clarity and closure on the situation. <laughs> Yeah, I bet you want closure. I mean, these sort of relationships that kind of ghost out, they haunt us. And um, it, it's such a bummer, you know, and you can end up lingering on some person. And it's not necessarily because they were great for you or anything beyond the fact that there was an intense exchange of emotions and then poof, nothing. So, yikes. All right. So, so do you want to know, you said you want to know, um, let, let's just clarify the question a little bit. Um you don't know. Do you want to know if he's going to come back around? Um, I guess more just like if he has ever felt the same way that I felt. So you uh, want to do tarot spying on him. Oh, yeah. Tarot tarot. <laughs> it's tricky. It's tricky. But I, I mean, I think we can do it. I think we can do it. Or I, I don't know. Something along the lines. What was the nature of your exchange? Let's see. Like, what was the nature of your exchange in an equitable way? Like, we, we hear what it's like for you. We, what's less clear is what it was like for him. And let's just get an idea of like, what was the truth of your time together? Um, that seems like something we can ask really clearly. Um, I find just, you know, the clearer the question, the clearer the answer, right? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. This is an interesting, you know, collection of cards just came up. Um, I'm reading with the top deck right now. Um, the very first card that came up is love. Two of cups. Um, you know, Venus and Cancer. Yeah, you you were very much like the the exchange that you were feeling was real. Um, that's not one sided. I'm asking for like what was what was really happening. You know, for both of you guys, what was the energies exchanged? But there's more to the story. Okay, the next card that you have is the Queen of Swords, um, and the Queen of Swords is like really detached, right? Um, She's sort of the widow. She's always seen as the widow um, in the tarot. Um, she's been hurt, which is, I think, just supposed to be a metaphor of someone who's been hurt by love, okay? And feels a little detached, a little skeptical, unable to go the whole way. Um, and then the final card here is the hangman. And whoa, what a limbo. Um, 
you know, my read on this is that you really, you guys really did have an, an exchange that was true and looks like it was probably very sweet and, you know, no surprise that it's sitting with you and has marked you. Um, but then that queen of swords, I mean, that's clear. I don't believe that's your energy. Your energy is so obviously very open and open hearted. And, but for some reason, I don't know if, if this is a person who's been hurt before or if this is a person who has had really bad role models for relationships. So that kind of intimacy can maybe scare them. Um, something made them detach, you know, um, out of, I would say out of fear, even though it might not have felt like fear to them, to him, it might have felt like, very logical, like they might have like justified their fear and, um, you know, kind of written a story about it to make them feel better. But that hanged man, I mean, I bet you're both in that hanged man because, you know, when the hanged man comes up, it's like you're in a limbo, right? Um, to a certain extent, you've put yourself in the limbo. And, you know, in the best case scenario of the card, it's a limbo that when you come out of it, you're, you're better off. And in a sense, I think that's true even for you who sort of got wronged in the situation, I think, you know, you will come out of this sense of feeling haunted. You know, you will get your closure. Um, you might have to give it to yourself. But I think it, on the other side of it, you'll feel like a little wiser that you had an experience. You know that you can love, you know, which is great. Not everybody can. Um, maybe you'll have a little additional insight, um, you know, into sort of human psychology, the what, you know, the the ways that people can, can act and surprise you. Um, but, you know, I bet he's in the hanged man too. Also, you know, I, I think that, you know, just the way that the, when, when ghosting like that happens, no, it's not resolved for anybody, you know? And I think that he might be like detached enough to feel like that doesn't affect him. But I think that on some level, it probably does affect him, but it does look like, um, you know, will he come back into your life? It's possible, but doubtful. And I don't know if you want him to. Um, I'm picking a bunch of, you know, messy kind of cards right now asking that question. I think it's on you to kind of give yourself the closure that you need to give. And on some level, you might be the queen of swords in this poll also, you know, having to kind of um, detach emotionally a little bit and look at the big picture and kind of take away from it what you can take away from it. Does that make sense? You're yeah. welcome. You are not Thank the only one that's much. haunted yeah. by a I by a past love. You're, you're in good company, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> but yeah, here's to, here's to getting over it quickly. Yeah, you're Thank welcome, you so Serena. Much. Have a good night. Oh man, you guys being haunted by the ones that got away, and you're really probably like, thank God they got away, but it's just like so confusing, right? I get it. All right, here is here is another question that came into me to my Instagram. And it says, I'd be so grateful if you could pull cards for me. My partner and I have been together for about two years and living together for four months now and are beginning a journey of looking into multifamily properties, investing in multifamily properties. Will this adventure go well for us? We're doing this all on our own and learning as we go. So I'm pretty nervous. Wow. That is like some ambition there. Um, so for this reading, I am using the Osho Zen Tarot. I always laugh when I tell people I'm using this, you guys, because even though it's actually a great deck that gives great readings um, and has like a Buddhist underpinning, which I really like, it was created by Osho, who, you know, is that guru that was in the Netflix documentary, Wild Wild Country, who like tried to poison like the water supply of Portland, Oregon back in the day. So, I mean, you know... He's a criminal mind, right? I see people recognize at least him, if not the tarot deck. Well, if you know the tarot deck, you probably know it's actually a pretty good deck, right? Right. The top was commissioned by Crowley. Thank you, Venus. I mean, you know, the history of like, I mean, now finally we're in like a, a tarot renaissance where so many decks are being created by people we can really get behind. But there's a lot of decks created by uh, people who had some issues, right? But they still can give good readings. So anyway, I picked three cards for this person. What is this adventure going to look like of investing in multifamily properties? So the first card I got was integration. And it's sort of like, it's called integration. It's a riff on like the world or the universe. And that's a, that is a great sign from the tarot that, yeah, this is definitely a path that you should be going on. It's going to give you, you know, some, if not all of what you're looking for, or it's going to lead you to where you need to be. But, you know, I always take, you know, that final card in the tarot as like a big, like, yes, it's a destiny card. Now, that said, your next card is what I believe is the Nine of Swords. And it, in this deck, it is called Sorrow. Um, so it's like, yeah, this is going to be a little hard also, okay? It's like, you're supposed to be doing this. 
It's actually incredible for you to do it. And also, it's going to be really hard. Like maybe you're going to make a mistake. Maybe you're going to, you know, find yourself in over your head at certain points, but you will get out of it. Um, or maybe you're just not going to find the right place for a little while and it's going to make you question the whole project. But I want to tell you that the final card that you have is the seven of, I believe it's an earth seven. And in this deck, it's called patience. And it's this like pregnant lady who's like sitting under like the phases of the moon. So it's just saying that like, you know, the story is, yes, this is great for you. Um, this is definitely something that's going to like, you know, give you and your partner what you want from the world, more stability, you know, um, you know, economic abundance. Um, it's also a, a little bit of a hard path and it's going to require patience. So, you know, again, if you're feeling stressed or sad, look to patience. That is going to be the energy that will really like give you, um, you know, help you kind of stay on track with it and not, not fall off or get distracted by the hardship of it. It's a good deck, Jasmine. I really like it. Um, but you know, it's, it's funny. <laughs> okay. Let's see who's in the room. Who's got their hand up. Amanda, can I pick some tarot cards for you? Oh, hi, Michelle. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Great. Awesome. Happy Thursday. Thank you so much for reading. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. And thanks for showing up and participating. Yeah. So I just started dating somebody about a month and a half ago. And it's um, the first time I've been dating someone in years. And I just wanted to get a general vibe reading from the cards. Okay, great. Okay. Um, very cool. So just like, what's the energy? What's the energy around this person, around your connection? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to give it one more little shuffle to really get all the energy in it. I can see what we got here. Oh, this is okay. This is interesting. Um, all right. The very first card that comes up, Knight of Cups, like Romeo, right? It's like a love affair. I mean, he, he is, you know, that, that chivalrous, like he's literally the knight in shining armor. Who's like, you know, coming up on a white horse and like holding a, the chalice of, um, you know, that's erupting with the crab. He's cancer. Um, and he's really interested in intimacy. So, but it's, it's much more complicated than that because the middle card again is the queen of swords. Um, which is very interesting. And it makes me wonder, are you, um, you said you haven't been in a relationship in a little while. Do you feel like cynical or particularly scared about like, is, is there, is there some like energy around this for you? Is it a little loaded? I, so I'm not cynical. I think, um, I, you know, I'm sort of in a place of like, should I see who else is out there? You know, like I don't really date multiple people, multiple people at one time. So I think that's something I've kind of been sitting with a little recently. Um, but my therapist said that's kind of normal, like a month after you've been dating someone to like, you know. Yeah. So you've been dating this person for a month? Yeah, almost two months. Almost two months. Well, the final card that I have here in this poll is the Nine of Swords, which as you know, is is a rough card. Um, in the Crowley deck, it's called Cruelty. I like to call it Anxiety because I think that's really more of the heart of it. Um, I just picked some cards for you right now also saying just around like, you know, should you see other people? And it's a big no. It's like really, really no cards. Like that's not what this is about. It's not about that. Um, I also um, kind of just cut the deck while I was thinking about this. And I got the three of wands, which is a really beautiful card. It's making me wonder like, could you have such fear around it that you could potentially sabotage it a little bit? Do you feel like that's a possibility for you? I mean, I have, I do get anxious about things yeah. and I have a tendency to overthink and spiral sometimes. Okay. Um, and instead of taking things like, you know, kind of day by day, like, I mean, just to put it into context, like it kind of, to me, it feels like we've been dating for like four or six months. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, can I ask you your signs, both of you? So I, we're, I'm a Gemini sun and they're a Libra sun. I don't know their rising moon, but um, I'm, yeah, that, we're both air signs. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, gosh, Gemini, you pull in so much energy. It's really hard. <laughs> It's hard to be a Gemini. It's hard to manage it. Geminis are really prone to anxiety and overthinking. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like this is not a bad, I, I feel like this cruelty card is, especially because it comes right after the Queen of Swords, uh, air on air crime. Oh my God, that is very funny from the chat. 
Um, <laughs> right? For <laughs> sure. I feel like because um, because the queen because that cruelty card comes right after the Queen of Swords, who is sort of you know messing with things a little bit. It's making me feel like um, I don't feel like he's like bad news or anything like that. I feel like the disruptive vibe is this anxiety and overthinking and like not knowing what to do with all the energy that this connection generates within you. Um, you know, it's a nine of swords. It's, it's Mars in Gemini. It is a Gemini card. And, you know, Mars just wants like a focus and a purpose and to go forward and Gemini sort of all over the place. And that kind of fracturing creates the anxiety is like, you know, why I feel like it's a, an anxiety card. Um, I would say to stick it out and keep reminding yourself that you've only been together for two months, you know, and not that four or six months, like, you know, and I don't know, some, I know that for myself in relationships, I'm also an air sign, I'm an Aquarius. Um, and I know that like, I, I relate to that. And I think that sometimes when I get anxious in relationships, then I want to sort of fast forward it because then it makes me feel like stable. You know, because I'm just like, oh, well, I know that like if we've been together for like a year, then I can really relax into this. But it's hard to relax into it in two, in two months, right? Um, it's like this, this desire to kind of push it forward faster than it, it really wants to go, you know, yeah. faster than it organically wants to progress. So I think that like, you know, if you're the queen of swords, like come down off your cloud, put your sword down, um, try to meet the knight of cups, you know, let yourself be vulnerable. Um, know that like if a true red flag shows up, you are wise enough to see it and deal with it. I'm guessing no actual red flags have come up. No, no, they're so they um, are just kind of messy. Like I'm a germaphobe and like they have ABD, like their place is a mess. That's just like, that's the biggest negative for me right now, but it's not like an actual okay, red flag, yeah. I would say. It's not behavioral. Yeah. It's just sort of that's how they live their life and it's different than how you live yours. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know, I think that what's, I think what's really interesting about this is I think that it might actually be a venue for you to challenge the way in which it's making you anxious, you know, and the way that like intimacy might make you a little anxious and, um, and to actually just like be present with yourself through it. Um, it could actually be a transformative experience. I mean, so much of, so many of us have like, you know, baggage and issues around intimate relationships and we really can't engage with them if we're not in, you know, we, sometimes we have to be in a relationship to kind of deal with this kind of stuff. So I would say that not only does he look kind of great as personified by the Knight of Cups? I would also say that like, this is giving you an opportunity to engage with your fears and, and take advantage of that and, and be gentle yeah. with yourself, but yeah. really look at it, you know, and see how you can transform it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I've definitely like pushed some of my um, anxiety just around like cleanliness aside when I've been with them. So I, like, I realized like, okay, I like this person more than I dislike their mess. <laughs> <laughs> What a romantic thing to say. I love you more than I hate your mess. That's <laughs> as a messy person. I really appreciate that. Um, so, so yeah, it looks like it's all a go for right now. And that it's like, you know, enjoy him and then like learn what you can about your own self and um, more will be revealed. Come back around if there's, if there's more you need to pull cards on. Cool. Thank you so much, Michelle. Okay. Um, let's see what we got here next. Um, for here's another one that came into my Instagram and it says my partner and I are trying to buy our first house. We've been living in an apartment in New York city for six years and are so burned out on city life, drained and desperate for greener pastures and a home of our own. We've been looking for a year and a half with no luck. Is it ever going to happen for us? Should we keep searching or should we give up on our dream of home ownership and try to find a house to rent? The housing market is an absolute beast. Well, for these folks, I used a really beautiful deck called the um, White Newman Animal. It's a, what's its subtitle? It's the White, New White Newman, a Sacred Animal Tarot. It's really pretty. It's published by Liminal 11. They publish really beautiful tarot decks and they're always really good about like the diversity of like people in the cards. So I picked three cards for should we give up? I would never tell you to really give up your dreams forever. You know, it's more like, do you give up your dreams? Do you press pause on your dreams of home ownership and try to find a house to rent? Or should you keep searching? So listen, for searching, 
it looks like you can persevere if you search and find something that works for you, but it does look like a hard road right now. Um, it also, it looks like if you actually just want to take a little break from it at the moment and find a house to rent, there's probably a really special house available for you to rent. And maybe you will just really appreciate taking a break from how stressful um, it's, it has been to look, you know, within the housing market. So specifically, what cards did you get? So for um, for searching for a house, six of swords. I mean, that's great, right? You're like, oh, it's the six of swords. That's excellent. That's like, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel. Like we're doing the right thing. Things, you know, we're moving on to better times. But then your second card is the seven of swords, which in this deck, the white Newman deck is illustrated with a, a guy who's about to get his throat slit, not to be so grisly. Yeah, it's not my fault. I didn't make the card. So, you know, Seven of Swords, it's like, you know, ugh, things are not, you know, as they should be. There's maybe some deception. There's some deceit. It's like, I don't like that. I don't like a card like that coming up in a, um, when somebody's asking to buy a house, you know? But then your final card is the Hierophant. And this is like one of my favorite Hierophants because it's a female Hierophant and... She's super sexy and she's got this beautiful crown that's like stuffed with leaves. It's a really great card. Um, and you know, the Hierophant, it's a major arcana and it's ruled by Taurus and Taurus's rule home. So what I'm getting from this is that you can come out on the other side if you keep persevering. It looks like you're going to hit, you know, maybe the Seven of Swords is just like feeling like home ownership and the housing market is just so crappy and deceitful and manipulative and just brings out the worst in everyone. You know, it could be, and you would not be wrong to think that, right? Um, so it could be just, you know, you have to get through that and then you end up with the Hierophant making a wise decision, you know, having like, I mean, you know, the Hierophant's also very thrifty. So, you know, getting a good deal and, and finding your home. Um, so that is actually not bad. It's just that dot, 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 your cards for giving up and finding a place to rent are like really, really good. Um, the very first is the Four of Swords. And that is that card of rest, right? It's like taking a break. It's a mental card. So, you know, even though your body is getting a rest in this card, it's really like your mind is getting a rest, right? Your mind is letting go of stress. It's allowing your body to, to relax and to rest. So the very first message from the tarot is like, it would take a load off to just like maybe press pause on this for now. And then your second card is the Wheel of Fortune, okay? That's a big, powerful, powerful card. Um, it's, a, you know, a positive change. There's an element of destiny in this card always. And then your final card is the Ten of Pentacles. Pentacles rule, you know, housing. And the Ten is sort of like, oh, you know, you've reached the end and it's beautiful, you know? Um, so yes, you can persevere. You can find a home. It just looks like you're doing it at a really rocky time. Um, if you want to, you know, find a place to rent and press pause and, you know, hit the housing market in like a year or something, it would be fine for you to do that. Um, life doesn't need to be so hard, even when we're pursuing our dreams. So good luck to you. Okay, let's see who else has their hand up here in the room. Micah. Hello, Micah. Um, hello? Hello, great. Oh, wonderful. I can hear you. Wonderful. Um, so my question is uh -huh. around, so I am a writer and I've been kind of putting my writing on the back burner for the last couple of years. I finished the first draft of my novel literally the week before we all went into lockdown in 2020. Oh, wow. So I just haven't really... Well, congratulations. Yeah. So I didn't have really had a chance to, like, put it, like, really put any extra time in it. I could have grad school and all these other things. I just want to know, is this, is this story something I should continue to work towards? Or should I just kind of let it go and move on to something else? Okay. All right. So first thing I'm going to shuffle is, yeah, what does it look like if you return to this, you know, because you've already, you've gotten your quote, shitty first draft. I don't know if you know that like writing term. I think it was Dan Lamott who originated it. But this idea that like, once you have that first draft, which is always messy for everyone, you can, you're golden. You can just kind of clean it up and play with it. So you've really done the hardest work. So what does it look like for you to return to it? and see, you know, how it sits with you a couple years later. So there's some cards on that versus 
I also know what it's like to just have a project kind of lingering around for for a few years. It's like that inspiration kind of goes away. It can feel a little stale. Maybe it would be best for you as a writer to you know, channel something that's really inspiring to you right now and start a whole new project. So what does that look like to you or for you? Picking three cards for that. Okay. So let's see, returning. Oh, wow. Returning, Micah, returning to this looks really hard, but necessary. I'm so sorry to say. I'm sorry to say that it looks as hard as it looks because it does in fact look hard. Um, and you know something? No, writing is freaking hard, isn't it? Um, your your cards for a new project um, look a little stressful. And I think that I would, because you have limited energy, um, you know, if they were both, if the reads were both amazing on both options, I'd be like, do all the writing. But, you know, we only have a limited amount of time and writing anything is hard enough. So your cards for returning to this to the project um, is the first one is the seven of discs, which is called failure in the top deck. It's moon and Taurus. And listen, is it failure? No, but this is absolutely like a, a paralyzing fear kind of a card. Um, it's a card that often comes up when there's been a lull um, or a pause where something has stopped moving forward. And in that vacuum that's created and the emptiness that's created by a lack of forward motion, all of these fears and anxieties come up. So you are probably looking at this with dread and being like, oh God, what was it? What was I thinking? You know, like, does is it crap? Um, do I even care anymore? Just like whatever sort of defeatist, um, you know, ideas or, 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 or mon- anti-mantras, um, you know, those, those really go along with that card. And then not surprisingly, hot on the heels is the nine of swords, that cruelty card again, which is again, anxiety. So it looks like it is really hard for you to get your butt back in the seat with this project, but you must because your final card is fortune. Okay. It's fortune. It's the wheel of fortune. It's again, it's a big destiny card. It's about change. It's always a change for the better. It's a positive change. It recognizes, you know, the ups and downs and you might be in one of the downs right now as you sort of like, you know, look at this project with a little bit of like fear or disdain or, you know, lethargy, but you've got to do it. You've got to overcome that seven of discs and that nine of swords and get your butt in the chair and and really like, do what you need to do. Give it the edit, give it a few edits, you know, add, subtract, just like, you know, fix it up. You really have to fix it up. Um, for, for abandoning it and going on to a different project, it's really funny. The first card is the nine of discs, which is gain. It's a good card, right? It's Venus and Virgo. So it's like, oh yeah, good. It's like you're inspired. It's new. It's fresh. But then guess what? You hit the Princess of Swords and then you hit Interference, the Eight of Swords. So the the read I have on that is, um, you know, you'll sit down with it and you'll coast on that kind of like fresh inspiration and excitement and possibility. But then once you get into the work, it's going to just, it's going to jam up a little bit the way it always does. Not just for you, but for all writers. I say this as a writer who like, you know, kept getting 50 pages into a project and then going, huh, this is the wrong project. I need to go back to that other project and then get 50 pages into that and suddenly feel the inspiration go away. So it's like, you know, I think I think there's a lot to be said for like what will happen to you, um, to your confidence level, to your psyche, to your skills, your like practical literary skills for um, sitting back down with this novel and, and giving it the polish that it deserves. Does that make sense? It does. It actually... <laughs> It does. Are you just like so avoiding this novel? It's one of those stories where you're like, you know how it's going to end. And it's just like, you can see the vision in your mind. It's just a really good story where you're like, the amount of work that's going to go into this thing to make this thing is just like, it's just a little bit easier. Oh, I know. I know. But try, it's like, it's so weird. It's like, you need to have that big picture, but also just like, while you're just, just like a bit by bit, right? Just like a bit by bit. That's just how you'll, that's how you'll put it together. That's how you'll reach that fantastic ending that you can envision that seems so daunting but once you're in it it will guide you great well thank you yeah you're so welcome good luck to you yeah you can do it Micah that's what Amanda is saying in the chat and I agree with her you're welcome okay you guys what do I have here you know I got a new computer 
which I love. I mean, what is more luxurious than that? But it's doing this thing where every time I leave it alone for a minute, it makes me enter my password again. It's like hard for me to remember my password, like, you know, minute to minute. Okay. Here's something that came in. This is like a really interesting question. Okay. Um, I'm 23 and working full-time job. I recently started to explore punch needle rug making. I have made one rug by hand and I'm in the process of creating a four by four area rug. Punch needle is a long process and this rug is taking longer than I had anticipated. Thus, I have begun thinking about investing in a punch needle gun. The thing that is holding me back is the cost. Unfortunately, like most artsy hobbies, rug making is pretty expensive to start. I was thinking if I could buy, if I buy the rug gun, perhaps I could start a small business. I sold handmade masks last year and hair bows when I was a kid. So this is something I have done before on a small scale. My question, what does it look like if I take the plunge and buy the punch needle gun along with some other supplies? My heart is telling me one thing, but my mind is telling me to save. Capricorn sun, Taurus rising, Libra moon. Thank you. Oh my God. I love, I mean, like, that's such a great, um, interesting question. The world of punch needle rugs. I know nothing about it. And then at the very end, like the reveal of the astrological sign that just like explains everything. It's like, oh yeah, your Capricorn sun is like being really smart and being like, this is taking too long. This is not practical. We need, you know, we need a, um, you know, the gun or whatever it is. And the Taurus rising being like, trying to be really frugal and being like, I don't think so. And then Libra just being like, I want to make beautiful things and I need all the stuff. I need all the stuff I need to make them. So I'm happy to say that I picked three cards for you about what does it look like if you do buy this punch needle gun along with some other supplies. I'm using the Voyager Tarot, which is another one of the older decks. It's a collage, it's heavily collaged. Um, you know, I dig it. I did, but here's the thing, you guys, I did most tarot decks. I just love the tarot, you know? So, um, the very first card that I pulled for you is the chariot. So right away, I'm like, oh yeah, I think, I think this is a big yes. I mean, the chariot is like, go for it. It might be a rocky road, the chariot of war, you know, but it's like, it's your, it's your fight. This is your battle. This is your life. You know, this is your art. And then the next one you have is, it's called Woman. It's a court card and it's called Woman of Crystals and its subtitle is Guardian. So it's like, I'm taking that as like, this is a sort of um blessed endeavor, you know, that you've got this Guardian card here that like, it's sort of, um I don't know, you know, I think when we're in line with our highest self and with our destiny, we do get the feeling that we're being watched over and we, we you know, we get these sensations like, you know, there's synchronicity and Things are lining up. I don't know if you're having that experience, but it made me think of those things. And I say, this is definitely a yes. Okay. Oh my God. Amanda says that, that her Taurus placement says, buy the thing. I know Tauruses do like to shop. What am I saying? But they can be frugal too. I think that Capricorn Taurus combo can be real frugal. And who's to say what what's coming from where? Um, your final card here. Okay. It's the Sage of Crystals. And the, the title of this card is Knower. One who knows. There's a little... In the collage is a picture of Einstein. You know, you know that this is the right thing to do. You know that you're good at making rugs. You know that you can sell stuff. You know this would make your life easier. Um, and you're, you know, it's going to be worth it. You're going to, you're going to really um, be so grateful that you've invested in yourself and in your art and then maybe in your livelihood, right? So these are all go cards. Go, go, go. Get that, get that punch gun. Um, and have a great time <laughs> making your rugs. What a cool thing to make. Okay, let's see. Um, I'm going to now pick... I love that everyone's just like gossiping about Tauruses now and how Tauruses love to shop. It's very cute. Um, all right, who has their hands up? Marissa, you are on. How can I help you? And you... Um, okay, oh. I lost her. Let me see if she's still there. Oh, Marissa, raise your hand again. I'll call you again. Right now, I'm going to move on to Venus. Okay. Venus. Hello. You here? Oh, Marissa, I'll, I'll come back to you after Venus. It's gotten cuckoo. Um, Venus, you're muted. Sorry. It always takes me forever to figure that out. Am I unmuted? Oh, it's okay. We're here. We're here to hang out. How can I help you this evening? Hi. Um... So I'm going through a big just life overhaul in general, but career change and wanted 
to kind of look into that a little bit. All right. Like what, um, what do you want to know? Like what's your, are you, are you thinking of heading in a new direction? Do you want to see what that path looks like? Yeah. So I built a very sex, uh, successful career as a phone dom. And as you know, like sex work can be this weird prison where it's like you're making all this money, but then you just get really burnt out after a while. So I took a sidestep into working as a phone psychic instead. And I'm quickly discovering that the people on that side are also incredibly weird and draining. (laughs) So um, the thing that like I'm really good at is money magic and people keep coming to me being like, you did money magic for me. And like, I got a $10,000 check in the mail that week. So I'm like, okay, I need to figure out how to monetize this. So I guess I'm kind of just like, should I be putting energy into my Etsy? Should I be like making videos on TikTok? I'm trying to figure out like, how can I be a pro witch in a way that's not just people asking questions about their ex-boyfriend over and over again? Okay. All right. Oh my God, this is great. I love your path. And right now I'm pulling to see what does it look like if you put a bunch of energy into your Etsy? Is that a good way to... um get business and grow, grow your business. Okay. Now I'm shuffling. What does it look like for you to take on TikTok and just grow your profile over there? What does that look like for you? Um, And I'm picking three cards for that. Are there any other sort of like apps that you're wondering about? I guess sort of like, should I try to stick it out with a hotline and see if it gets better? Cause I know that like, it's everything sucks early on. That's just a fact. So like, is it worth sticking with it? Or should I just kind of walk away from it? Okay, so what does it look like? Also, and you can also be growing your own your own business at the same time, hopefully, right? So yeah, cancel each other out. But what does it look like for you to stick around? Okay, so what does Etsy look like? What? Why does Etsy look so hard? Oh my gosh, you got the tower. And the cruelty card is coming up for everyone tonight. Uh, you also, in the midst of it, have the strength card, which is nine of nine of uh, wands, moon and Sagittarius. But honestly, I don't necessarily like like it there. Um, flank, yeah, power, it, it just makes it seem like you're overly optimistic, or your expectations are going to be too high, and yeah, and that's going to end up kind of biting you on the butt a little bit. So that doesn't look like it. And hmm, wow, it looks like TikTok actually looks. <laughs> TikTok looks a little funny. Like the very first card that comes up is the Five of Swords, the defeat card. So like, I don't know if like you hate the idea of TikTok or if there's something that just feels feels mentally exhausting about it or like... It's all teenagers. That's the thing. Yeah. And I'm 40, almost 42. <laughs> so that's kind of like, is this... It, it's, a, it's an easy way to get a lot of exposure, but it's also, I feel sort of like as a Gen Xer, it's a little weird. Does that make sense? I, that totally makes sense. And I bet you anything that's what that five of swords is because it's mental, you know, the five of swords and it's, yeah. Cause your next card is the magician. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. It's the magician. And I love the magician in the top deck cause he's all golden and yeah. Mercury or Hermes. And, um, and then your final one is the ace of swords. So you can turn that energy, that sort of like everything you just said, that critique of, of TikTok, which you're not incorrect, but there's some way that you can invert that and use mm. advantage. Like, you're the freaking cool older sister of those teenagers. Like you're giving them a yeah. role model. Like guess what? Every All these teenagers are going to be 40 someday. And it's so important for them to see like a bold, cool, witchy older person that can make them feel less afraid of aging or make it less... Yeah, you know, that's like very less true. Of a void that they're kind of like hurtling towards. So I think that, um, I think it could actually really work in your benefit. Um, yeah, I like t- TikTok. I mean, the magician, that's great. Uh, yeah, I kind of view the magician as the internet card, especially in Toph too. So, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, theory, right. It's, it's that electrical yeah. communication energy um, for sure. So it's so you should just have a one of the things kind of flying towards them should be like a cell phone. That would be hilarious, right? Um, listen, you gotta. It's. I don't think it's gonna get any better at the um, phone psychic place, at least not on your timetable. Um, you got the four of wands completion, the five of wands strife, and then the moon card. So, oh God! You know, but I feel like that completion card, that four of wands, is you being like, okay, I'll, I'm gonna stick it out. You know, I'm still getting started here, but which is like nice, you know, like like good good attitude. But it doesn't look like it's actually. It looks really frustrating and weird, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, you are. You want to be a TikTok witch to start. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is with Etsy. It doesn't seem like it would be 
you know, that, that bad, um, to have an Etsy shop, like what is, what could go so terribly wrong? I think what the tarot was saying is that, you know, you really, that's not what's going to bring you the action and the clientele. Mm. You want yeah. really TikTok is going to be that. And maybe also, you know, being, being available and reachable on Etsy would probably not hurt. Right. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Multi-pronged approach. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much. Well, follow you on TikTok and watch all of your witch videos. Aw, thank you. Uh, who doesn't need money magic? Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to hop off. Thank you, Thank Venus. you so much. Gosh, you guys, I have to say, I'm so honored um, when, you know, other witches and psychic people come to the show and listen and participate and like ask me a question. I, I'm just honored. I'm honored to be of service to everybody. Um, especially, you know, those folks that, well, not especially, really, really everyone, but I'm just feeling it right now. I'm feeling it for that there's, uh, you know, other witches and practitioners here and I just love it. So thank you. Thank you for being part of this community. Um, okay. Let me see. I got another one that came in. Oh, you guys listen to this one. This one is, this is so sad. Okay. So this was, um, this was a, a longer message that was about like a love affair, a marriage that was like getting weird. Um, and I hadn't gotten to it as, as many of you probably know, if you've, if you have sent me questions on Instagram, sometimes it really takes me quite a while. I've got like 42 pages of, of questions right now that I'm working my way through. So, you know, in the meantime, after this person sent me their question, they sent me this. I got this and it said, please disregard the, this question. My relationship has changed. It's moving in a different, sadder direction. We are most likely getting divorced because of infidelity on my part. I guess I'd like to ask a new question. Because this is so brand new, I am hoping we can work on things and stay together. So I guess I would like, what I would like to know is how will it look if we stay together or if we will be better off ending things? I know this is a bummer question and you can absolutely ignore me because I'm the one at fault here. Oh God, no, I don't. Why would I, I would never punish. I, you don't get punished for that. It's certainly not my, I know it's certainly not my, uh, I'm not interested in punishing you or ignoring you because you you cheated on your spouse. It's kind of none of my business, right? Um, except as your temporary tarot reader, it's a little bit my business because it informs your cards that you're getting, right? But I'm sorry, you're so sad. You sound so regretful. Um, okay, so listen, I picked three cards for um, how would it look if you stay together and three cards for how does it look if you ended. Um, I'm picking with a deck called the Collective Tarot. It's a really beautiful deck. It's called the Collective Tarot because it was made by a lot of different people. Somebody made one suit, somebody made another suit, different people made each major arcana. It's queer. It's very inclusive. It's a, it's a really cute deck. Um, good luck finding it. I think it's out of print, but maybe we can make them. Oh, Diane knows that deck. Yes, it's a great deck. So listen, for staying together, um, you got some really sweet cards, okay? You got the 10 of bottles, which is the 10 of cups. And, you know, in this, it's you see just like a bunch of people's feet hanging off of like a pier and they're like sticking their toes in the water and splashing around. It's like a very cute card. And it is about just like love and togetherness. And it's very sweet. And like following that sort of like hanging out together in water <laughs> energy. Your next one is the four of keys, which is the, I believe the four of wands is what it translates to. And it's illustrated in this deck by some people, three, three friends sitting together in like a hot tub during the sunset. It's very sweet. So, you know, I'm really getting this energy that like, yeah, like there's, there's a lot of tenderness and comfort between you, um, you know, and your partner. Um, the final one, is the Eight of Keys, which is the Eight of Wands. And it's illustrated by a person standing, um, looking up into the sky at a fireworks display. So it looks like it's literally all good cards if you stay together. Um, the Eight of Keys is really interesting because it is about like, um, you know, I, I think of that card as being about like communication and things moving quickly. Um, and, you know, it is like the rainbow card. And so I love that there's fireworks in this one. It is about like beauty, you know? So so there's clearly, I see why you're feeling regretful. There's clearly something special there. Um, now, if you um, end things, this is like very interesting because, you know, in these kind of readings, I really look a lot, I lean a lot on the major arcana to, um, I, I lean a lot on the major arcana to, to give me like big yes energy generally, unless it's a, an, an obvious like bummer card. But, you know, 
even though you got you got a bunch, you got two major arcanas for ending things, but I just don't like the story. I don't like the narrative. The first one is the strength card, okay? And so, all right, it's like you're ending things. You got the strength card. Obviously, it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of like you know inner strength and and wherewithal to to kind of go your own way and let go. And then the next card is very interesting. It is what is traditionally the emperor. And in this deck, they call it the code. And it's it's really just to like pick, pick it apart a little bit. It's really, they're really looking at masculinity as like a code of behavior. And they're really looking, you know, at it. I mean, the image is, is a sort of like a genderqueer person who's like playing with, with like, you know, different sort of like lipstick and a mustache and just like messing with gender. So they're really into like having fun with the code. But I'm kind of getting a sense of it also as like, you know, do you just feel like you're supposed to do that now? Like you're supposed, would you guys end things because it's sort of like, well, that's how a story like this has to end. Like somebody needs to be punished and how can we ever mend it? Um, The final card is the 10 of keys, which is the 10 of wands. And, you know, in this, it's like a kind of an abandoned house that looks like it wasn't taken care of very well. Um, And, you know, in the, in the, in the top deck, that's my main deck that I work with, it's oppression. I just feel like, no, you, you guys should try to work it out. Um, and, and really by being tender to one another and listening to one another, that is, that is what it's going to be. And like, having relaxing downtime together. I mean, obviously, you guys are going to have to process a lot. You're going to have to communicate. That can get exhausting. Oh, well, you still have to do it. But like when you're not doing it, don't do it. Give yourself time off where you can just be together and enjoy each other and like sit in a bathtub together, okay? Um, Because yeah, I think that I think that what you would learn by breaking up is that you want to be together. So why, you know, why make it even harder on yourself? Um, see if you can, see if you can mend things and good luck to you. Oh, this person is sad. Okay. We got what, eight more minutes? Let me see. Let me see if I, how many of you I can read for in the next eight minutes. Molly, you're next. Oh, and then I'm going to get to you, Marissa. I haven't forgotten, but Molly, you're up right now and you are muted. So see if you can. Okay. Yeah, you is that it? Did yes, I that's it. Okay, perfect. Um, Thank you so much for calling on me. First of all, I love the modern tarot book. It's my favorite tarot book. Thank you so much. I recommend it to everyone. Well, I appreciate it. Get into tarot. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Um, So my question is, I've been married for 19 years and it fell apart about a year ago. Mm -hmm. So the last three years have been a lot of energy spent on you know, figuring out that we had to break up, breaking up. And then for the last year, I've pretty much been alone. I haven't been dating. Uh Um, But now, a year later, I'm like, should I date? And of course, I'm of the age where I never online dated. So Uh I signed up for a dating app Mm -hmm. that runs with OK Stupid. Um, (laughs) And, and it was terrifying. So I guess my question is, should I try to online date? Should I ask my friends to set me up? Should I just totally ignore it and just have fun with my life? Okay. Oh my God. I'm confused. Yeah. I mean, it, what a confusing time to be dating. What a confusing time to be single. So I'm picking three cards right now on what does it look like for you to online date? Um, I love that you're like, you know, what does it look like to have friends set me up? I always, um, you know, when I, when I give readings and people, um, want to fill their romantic sphere, but don't know how I'm always like, can your friends hook you up with anyone? And then, yeah, leaving it to the universe, right? Have fun with your life. Exactly. Be open and just like, see what kind of organically happens. What does that road look like? Okay. Yeah, I feel like I've been so like focused on on this particular relationship that it actually feels really nice to just not worry about anybody else. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I just flipped the cards and it looks like your best bet, you know, and they're all like, they all have a little, a little tinge of like heartache in all of them. I wouldn't say heartache, but like, you know, there's a, they're like two ups and a down, you know what I mean? And I think that's just saying that like, life is weird. Mm-hmm. Dating is weird. Like you just said, like you have been like, you know, in this relationship for so long, it's, it's going to be a process for you to sort of almost detox from it and get your head 
fully out of it. But it does look like having your friends hook you up with someone looks really promising. Um, the first card you have is the six of discs. It's called success. It's earthly success. And, you know, dating happens in the earthly realm. So I really like that. It's moon and Taurus, which is really lovely and cozy. Um, the next card though is the moon and we love the moon. We worship the moon. We love you moon. Um, but the moon card in the tarot, right? It's like, things are weird. Things are a little topsy turvy. I can't really see my way through it. Um, and then your final card is the magician, which is all about manifesting and communication and getting what you want. So, you know, I, I think this looks really, really good. I think that moon card, it might even be like, be careful what you wish for. Like you might end up making this great connection with someone and then being like, oh God, what does this mean? I don't even know what I want. I thought, it's, you know, you might end up like in the moon for a moment, but um, you're not going to stay there. It's just part of your process. You're, and you end up in the in the magician card afterwards um, or throughout, you know, um, kind of. And, and I think that kind of more bright light of the magician, which is like, you know, it has like a solar, a solar um, emblem at the top of the card. So it's sort of the antidote in a certain way to the moon. It looks really nice to me. Um, you know, staying on the apps looks like... It looks like what you would imagine. It would look like... It's like... It's like it's like the 10 of, okay, the 10 of disc, which is well, which is like, oh, this is great. Okay. Like the, this, you can get stuff here, right? You can get the resources. You can get the dates. Like you can definitely get the dates, but then you're just like, do you want those dates is what it looks like. Cause then you get the 10 of cups, which is a different vibe than the 10. It's a different vibe of 10. Um, the 10 of, 10 of discs is like great. And the 10 of cups is sort of like your little board. You're like, this is just sort of like, meh. I don't love this. And then the four of cups, which is like, this seems like it should be good, but I just, it doesn't feel right. It feels like something weird's going to happen. Like, I don't like this combo for an online dating question. I don't like it. Um, so, you know, I think that like, if you want to fill your time because you're freaking bored and it makes you feel like life is bigger, you know, if you're having a moment where life feels small, like, I don't think there's a lot of harm in it. I just don't think that's where you're going to find your match. Um, as for just like being open to life, um, you know, you got like the debauch card, the cruelty card and the fool. I just think it's saying like, well, you're already open to life. You are open to life, but like it's, you are ready to date. You are ready to date. And, and I think there's something about being proactive about it and taking ownership of that and agency is really good for you. Like as it just it, on your path, like, I think it's what you're supposed to do. So Call all your friends. If there are any friends of Molly listening right now, what are you looking for, Molly? What kind of person do you like to date? Oh, God. Oh, is it? Is problem. this the problem? <laughs> I don't even know. I think just somebody fun because, you know, there hasn't been, I think for anyone on this planet, a lot of just carefree, fun times yeah. in the last couple of years. Yeah, that so. is so real. And where, whereabouts are you located, if you don't mind sharing? Uh, there. Bay Area. Molly is in the Bay Area and she wants fun times. Um, we can't message each other on this app yet. I think, I think we might be able to at some point. I look forward to that. But, um, okay. If anyone, anyone wants to match up Molly, um, I really, I really hope you find a fun date, Molly, but definitely lean on those friends. That's what friends are for. Okay. You're welcome. Bye bye. Okay. I get time for one more and I'm telling you, it's going to be, um, Marissa. Let's see if we can do it this time around. Marissa, let's see if I can get you up here. I'm so bad with technology. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So, Aren't we all? It's okay. Um, how can I help you this evening? Um, well, first of all, thank you so much uh, for everything. <laughs> um, I'm having a really hard time with love, like a lot of other people. And I feel like a lot of the relationships that I was really interested in and had invested my time in um, didn't turn out the way that I wanted them to, or I was left high and dry and that really hurt too. Yeah. Um, and I was really reminded of that recently when I saw this person that had completely loved on me, then left me high and dry and did all these things that they had promised to do with me with another person. Ugh. Ugh. And it just felt, it felt so awful. Ugh, so I'm just like, terrible. Yeah. It's like, Hey universe, like when am I going to catch a break? <laughs> um, all right. Well, well, what, Let's try to fine tune your question a little bit. Um, what, what, what would you like to know? 
basically like, is there anything good to like sort of get me out of this slump that's coming my way? Um, if you're, and you, you basically want to know like what your love, you're looking and you're, this is, you're talking about the love sphere. Yeah. yeah. You're not like, am I going to win at bingo? You're like, am I? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> what like, you know, I like to, I like to cast a little bit into the future, usually like a season into the future. So let's look at like, you know, the rest of the winter and then like into the spring. What does your love sphere look like right now? Or what will it look like? Um, let's see. Okay. All right. Um, listen, it's not bad, although it does come with a little bit of a warning, but Jesus, like every single reading tonight is, right? Everything is. We're really, we get the message. Life is filled with ups and downs. We get it, Tarot. So the first, the first card that you have is a Venus card. It's the nine of discs and it's called gain. And I like this. This means like an increase, right? This is like things coming towards you. Um, you know, resources. But in this case, it's a romantic question. So it's like romantic resources are coming towards you. So I see this as, yeah, suitors, dates, intrigues, like, you know, things that are going to make you feel like good and replenished. And with that Venus and Virgo, you know, uh, Venus and Virgo is, you know, they're picky. It's not, it's a, it's not like, it's not a slutty Venus, which, you know, I love a slut. I am a slut. I'm not, I'm not bad mouthing slut, but it's very like, you know, it's, it's very sort of like, it has, um, it has some, some strict standards. So I also kind of like that for you because I know sometimes when we're like, I don't know, in a weird romantic spot, we can just sort of like let anything that rolls up be like, okay, fine. I'll check you out. You know, cause I, cause I, cause I, cause I already am so hurt. Who cares? Um, but this looks like it's, it's stuff that like meets your, meets your standard, which I really like. Your next card is the art card, which is beautiful. Um, and it's really interesting. It's like the art card in the talk deck is a riff on the temperance card. And like, um, it's changed a little bit. It's about alchemy. It's, I mean, it's actually a marriage card. So, you know, are you going to get married this spring? I don't know. That seems a little fast, but are you going to meet somebody that maybe makes you think those thoughts or that you feel like you can commit to that? You feel like you're creating a new energy together. Yes, you really might. You really, really might. But there's something also, you know, the, on the other side of this is the Eight of Cups, which is called Indolence, okay? And it is Saturn and Pisces. And I just think that um, something that might come up is like, if there are ways in which you use romance as an escape, a distraction, um, in, in any sort of like love addict way, and I mean like, I'll do a little bit, but like, you know, I feel like the tarot is wanting you to look at like, in what ways do you feel like you um, betray yourself in relationships, you know, or neglect yourself. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's something that other people have told me where they're like, you really live in limerence. Like you really live in this idea and it yeah. keeps you from focusing on all of everything else around yeah. you. So, yeah. Okay. That is really, really interesting. And it's making me really think about that sort of like shadow side of the, not the shadow side, but the, you know, the original, um, you know, inspiration for the art card being the temperance card and that being a card about balance. Right. So it's like, I, I think that, you know, you actually are going to find yourself in a relationship or actively dating, you know, interacting with people romantically, you know, you know, by the springtime, I would say. And I think that it's going to give you the opportunity to really observe this in yourself, right? Like how, how much energy you put into it, how high the stakes feel for you. And the way that it makes you, you know, zone out about anything else, including like other aspects of your own self that need care. So, so that's great because here's the thing, like a lot of us have those kind of issues in romance and we, we need them to be put to the test to get them fixed. You know what I mean? So when you see these things about yourself, don't despair. They're coming up so that you can interact with them in a new, in a new and different way. So you can get closer and closer to your healthy ideal of a relationship. Does that make sense? Cool. I love this. I mean, I love that you get the charge of like, yay, romance is coming. Like who doesn't want that? But I love that there's also this deeper thing that like, you know, there's, there's, it's also going to show you your bad patterns in relationships. It's going to give you an opportunity to do it a little bit differently. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I'm totally fine with like being really observant and embracing my cringe and just being like, Ooh, yeah, that was, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We, we're all messes. We're all messes in, um, in relationships and like, it's, you know, it reflects these, these parts of ourselves back to us and that's how we can grow through them. So, I mean, you know, the art card is a really powerful and beautiful card. It's also a really fun card. It's Sagittarius. It's super creative. So, you know, I don't mean to overemphasize the indolence card because that art card looks like a really fun time for you. It just looks like it's a fun time that's also going to bring up some stuff for you. Okay. You're Thank welcome. you so much. I, I really appreciate oh, all of this. Pleasure. Good luck and, and enjoy. Thank okay. you. Okay, you guys. It's six past seven. I think that there's like a dish of uh, delicious bok choy that's been made for me that's like sitting downstairs in my kitchen for me to eat. Um, I really enjoyed this like I always do. I will be back here on Thursday like I always am. 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. If you want to send me any questions, find me on Instagram. I'm at Michelle Tease, T-E-A-Z. And I'll try to get to them as soon as possible. Um, if you liked this and you want to like binge listen to all the back episodes with everyone's problems and so much tarot insight, you can find it uh, on Spotify. Just search Your Magic. That's my podcast. And the, the, all the Ask the Tarot Rooms will also come up. And I also want to get, tell you guys, um, Your Magic, we have a Patreon. and one of the levels that you can donate at, um, I think it's called the High Priestess, um, you get access to a monthly tarot workshop that I do. The next tarot workshop is coming up on Monday the 17th. And it's going to be a deep dive into the magician card who has really been our friend tonight, right? So we're going to really talk about the magician, what the magician stands for. Um, I'll have a magician tarot spread to do a reading, how to do magic with the magician as your inspiration. Um, and yeah, all you have to do is just go to um, our, our Patreon at Your Magic and sign up for that level. I think it's 30 bucks. So, okay. Just wanted to let you know about that. Thank you guys so much. You're amazing. Um, I love the virtual cult. This, I'm, I'm just so happy to get to read for you. Hi, friends. Remember to catch Ask the Tarot live every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Spotify Greenroom. Join me for a journey through the cycles of life, love and aspiration in real time. Just download the Spotify Greenroom app, sign up for free or use your Spotify login to join the conversation. You'll be able to hear live readings, meet super interesting people and even ask questions of your own. Download Spotify Greenroom for free today and join Ask the Tarot Live every Thursday. 